Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Green White Checker Podcast. Uh, this week we're talking about Daytona 500. Uh, recapping a little bit what we thought of the race. Um, talking about good old Fox Network and their incredible coverage of the race, including the ever insufferable Clint Boyer, um, the uh, incredible camera angles and replays, and not to you know, not to mention the the commercials. Uh, but overall, just you know, thoughts of the race. Uh, also talking about Auto Club coming up next week. Predictions for that race. Um, what we're looking forward to. What uh, what we'd like to see going forward. Potentially last race on that lay- layout. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get right into it. Um, of course, you got your boy Shaken Drake Austin right here. I'm here with the one and only Red Falcon Andrew. How we doing? Hey, how's it going? Um, also, of course, with Biggles, Zach. Zach, how we doing? We're doing good. Doing good. Good. And last but certainly not least, Joseph Sullivan. Joe, how we doing? Howdy. Doing well. Great. Love to hear it. Well, boys, let's get into it. Um, Daytona 500, what do we think? Pretty good. That yeah, was a good race. All right. Another, and uh, another, so it was another, Auto Club. Good stuff, guys. Uh, talk yeah. to you next week. Uh, yeah, that was good. Another... <laughs> Another upset winner. Um, I know some don't consider Recky just because he is a half decent plate racer, but just under underdog from the team standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, it wasn't Joey. So I'll take it. Yeah, and I, you know I'm not a not a Ricky guy by any means. Um, you know, wasn't necessarily excited to see him win, but I always do like seeing the kind of underdogs. And about anybody's better than Joey, who I thought won it when that caution came out. So more than happy to not see Joey in the Daytona 500 victory lane. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I always like seeing the underdog teams kind of get up there and, you know, beat your Hendrick and JGR, Roush, just getting in there and winning. I, on that just slight deviation, I wouldn't call Roush a big team. Not nowadays. They are, yeah, that's true. They're, they have not been the Roush of old for many years. So, I mean, even sure. seeing them back up there was kind of cool just because, you know, all the struggles they've been going. I think Brad's doing a lot for that team. But, yeah, just kind of to echo everybody. Not a Ricky fan, but, you know, we'll, we'll take a not Joey win for the 500 yeah. any day. And I th- Honestly, at this point, anyone besides, like, Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, and, like, Pinsky to me, I'm like, okay, it's an underdog win to some to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just how dominant those teams are right now and have been. It's like, you know. Anyone I'm, other than that, I, I, I would almost consider an underdog to some degree. I'm half convinced Hendricks like got no 500 wins in their future. They just they seem <laughs> to do the same thing every year. They come down, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, Hendricks going to get the pole." But what was it do for him? They get they lock yeah. out the front row, and then what? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think another another big thing too for the small team is well, a now they're locked into the All Star race, which hasn't been talked enough. I don't think. Um, and I, I think it was Dale Jr. was saying on his podcast that prize money is basically like getting a associate sponsor for the year. So that's huge for them. Um, so they can keep on going. Yeah, yeah, that, that money's definitely helping that team out. I feel like we saw even some of that with Front Row. I feel like that team did better that year and like kind of since then once they won the 500. I feel like they got some better sponsorship after mcdowell mm. won that too like i saw him running cars other than loves which i just <laughs> didn't think that happened I mean, they've always had freight auction and a couple other guys on Didn't there they? but yeah okay, I, so I, I, I mean, I'd, crazy. maybe they maybe they ran them more so i don't know but I, I definitely feel like they had a little extra juice there so 
I do think I heard a story at least about them getting some sponsorship, but I don't know. I could be, I could be. Completely I, I would believe it. I mean, you know, I, it's got to do something, right? Be... You won, you won the five hundred. Like it's right. got to do something for you. Yeah, hundred percent. Even if a team doesn't really, you know, a, a company doesn't know much about NASCAR, they're gonna know five hundred. Say, oh, we won the five hundred. They're gonna be like, oh, okay, cool. Now we're kind of interested. Yeah. Versus, uh, we have no wins in the past five years. You know, I guess like, if I. If I'd rank this one over this 500 over the last few years, I'd rank second. I think McDowell was my favorite underdog, mm-hmm. and then Ricky, and then Cindric. Yeah, that wasn't really an underdog. He was just left. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll uh, let's talk about what everybody else thought about the race, the commercial 500. Fox Ooh, just yes. absolutely ruined this race for me. It was just what was it about thirty percent of green flag laps were under caution. I believe Something like so. That. Yeah, yep. It's just brutal. I mean, like you know, there's that tweet that was going around about oh, it's not worse than other years, but it, it felt a lot worse. I don't know what it was. I think a lot of it was the frustration somewhat early on of them cutting the commercial. It wasn't even early on. It's probably halfway through, right? Right, whenever that wreck happened, where they cut away to commercial right as the wreck yeah. starting and. Yep. let the whole commercial break run through before they cut back. I mean, at least it was side by side. So we saw some of it, but I think that just added the frustration of remembering back in the days where they would cut away from commercials to show you a wreck happening. Whereas now it's, you know, I don't know they just don't do that anymore. So I think that just adds to it and makes you even more aware of it going, you know, through the rest of the race. And I don't know, it just felt way worse than years before. Mm-hmm. Even even if statistically it looked the same, I don't know, it just felt a lot worse. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's and it's just I think it's it's moments that they miss. It's it's the lack of awareness of what's going on. You know, like you know, we got green flag pit stops going on, and the most exciting part is when the field is like blending back together, merging. That's when things can really happen, and the field shakes up. And like they would cut away, like you, they would see the the last car leading the or the the lead car that was leading the last group to pit coming out and hitting the backstretch, you see the the field running up on them and they're like, all right, we're going to get a commercial. <laughs> we'll see. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Like it happened like twice. So just that like lack of awareness, the bad timing, the, the side by side during a caution, like, and not green flag, you know, and, and I get what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to load the front portion so they can go green or so they can show less commercials on the back half. Mm-hmm. But it's just like when you just you sit down, you're excited. It's the Daytona 500, and you're you're ready to go. And it's like lap 10 commercial, lap 16 commercial, lap yeah. 25 commercial. Like it's just it it sets you up to like just be disappointed. It's like I wish they would mid load them. If anything, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. like I you know middle of the, like start of the race like you said the momentum's there. You're ready to start the NASCAR season, get the race rolling, and then commercial, commercial, commercial. Right, versus yeah. like kind of middle of a 500 mile race, like seems like a great time to just run a bunch of commercials where there's not much going on. Right. So I, I don't know. And I, I mean, I've said it once, I'll say it again, but it just feels like it's kind of to the awareness point. It feels like it's Fox's D team on there that like the new guys who are, there, are in training, trying to work their way up to the big bad NFL broadcast. And so that it's just guys who don't know racing hardly even know. I mean, hardly is a strong word. They know a lot more than we do about, you know, production, but, um, you know, don't know as much as a lot of the guys in production know about production period, but let alone racing, you know, they're not, don't mm-hmm. know racing. Like uh, I remember one camera, they were showing off a one, a car is clearly getting pushed up and the, you know, 
high on the outside, looks a little loose, and then they wait till the rest of the field comes by to cut to the next camera. By the time they cut to the next camera, the wrecks already happen. Or is anyone paying half attention or knows half anything about racing? You're going to see that guy, you know, making those moves. And you're like, oh, a wreck's coming. Let's cut real quick to this next camera yeah. so we can actually catch what's about to happen. Instead, they just don't know what's going on. So I, I don't know. That's just kind of my yeah. thoughts on it. And it's it's tough, too, because obviously you you would prefer side by side only during green. But and again, I don't know where I don't know how all that works with money and sponsors. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my I mean, my big thing is, look, other every other live sport except golf, you don't miss live action. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a billion commercials during football games. We know that, but we don't miss any place. That's why we live with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, all these races aren't going to have 500 cautions like Richmond. So it is hard to kind of predict, but, you know, you can kind of be like, oh, it's a long single file around the top at Talladega. You can probably go to a commercial there and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just it's frustrating. Well, that's I'll say sure. one thing on that. So you said, you know, football doesn't cut away. They do. If you go to a game, you're sitting there for, you know, three or four minutes sometimes just waiting because it's a TV break. But, uh, yeah, as far as the race goes, it, it, I don't know, it bothered me mainly when we were just at a very long commercial break. We come back for maybe two minutes, and then we go to another commercial break, and right as that commercial break starts, we have a wreck. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, a minute into this commercial break. It's literally... As they're switching, yep. you see uh, Harvick pushing uh, Reddick, mm-hmm. and then they switch, and the wreck's happening. Yep. They should have then- just cut away, and we we would have you know had a little bit of time, see what happened, who's involved, all that, and then they got this really big long break to run their commercials. But instead, they finished it out. And another thing that bothered me is over on DBC. I I can't remember who it was, if it was Freddie or whoever it was. Their comment on it was, just wait a few seconds, follow Bob on Twitter, he'll tell you who's in the wreck, <laughs> and then f- they'll finish the commercial break out. What do you want us to do? Show a car in the grass? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I want you to show the wreck. Like, Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not going to sit there, watch commercials in a side-by-side, just seeing a car wrecked, cut out, talk about it, and take your commercial breaks. But instead... Yeah. They finish a commercial break. They talk about it for like two seconds, and they go back to another commercial break. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'd I'd be okay with them finishing the commercial that is playing and then coming back. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Right. I get yeah. how an advertiser wouldn't want you to cut in the middle of a commercial, but you know, kind of like what you're saying, like something happened. We're gonna finish this commercial out. Boom, we're back. Here's what happened. Here's what's going on. Boom, we're back out to commercial. Like, you just come back in and say what happened. That's it. It takes two seconds. I agree. And um, then you can keep running commercials because guess what? You're under caution. And, you know, back to your point, Joe, about you don't, they don't plan caution. Well, they got two of them. You, yeah, you know they, when they, two of them are going to happen. That Exactly, yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's tough because, like, I get it. This, the, the advertisers pay for the show. You know, they they fund everything. They pay for the networks and all that jazz. That's great. But the advertisers are only paying because people are watching. Hmm. So it, it, it's a balance, right? Like you gotta, you gotta have your advertisers. Yes, but you can't piss off the fans because if they don't watch, then 
Nobody's yep. going to pay to advertise on your, you know, on your show. I mean, so. I'll, I'll tell you one thing on the record. Every commercial that played when they didn't cut away from commercials to that wreck, I made a personal vow to never purchase a single <laughs> one of their products. I and will continue what? to Everything. do so until Fox fixes the issue. So hear this, advertisers, all the advertisers who listen to this podcast. You're just now, out that. <laughs> yeah, yeah tell, tell Fox <laughs> it's okay to cut away. Otherwise, I will personally boycott every single one of you. So to do do with that what you will, advertisers, right? Unless you're uh, North Carolina uh, fast food chain and or make bourbon. Right. In which case, yeah, you know, true. we do have sponsorship available. <laughs> they are filling up quick. Just give us a call. Um, you know, go to our Twitter. Our DMs are Oh, open. man. Um, so... To put some numbers to it, though, we we all saw the graphic that went up showing when the uh, commercials were to green flag laps, and they're like, "Oh, that's not too bad," because in two thousand one, we had thirty five percent of green flag laps under uh, commercial, and in twenty twenty three, it's only twenty nine. So, first of all, it doesn't make it better that you're still showing a third of the race, right? Under yeah. caution, <laughs> like, we haven't changed at all. Well, yeah, guys. well, and also in 2001, you didn't have at least 12 laps for stage caution. So exactly, you didn't, you didn't have, have stage cautions. So that makes more sense for them to take more commercials because you don't have two guaranteed ones. Well, yeah, and so, you have planned to that, time. To that stage argument, like they like the reason why stages exist is to make the middle of the race exciting. Right. So now yep. we have a point. We have a reason to watch the middle of the race. Well, now. You, I'm in, I'm invested. I want to see who gets stage points. It, so there's there's no point of the race that quote doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's what you could argue beforehand when you had a 200 lap race that was uninterrupted. Like oh well you know they're just they're just riding. You know it's lap 80. Nobody cares. Like it's just whatever at this point. No, I got, we got stage points. We're we're going for stages and all that stuff. So I don't. There's no downtime. It's all go now. Yeah, I mean. It, if you go back to the previous years when you had the single file train forever, fine, run commercials. I'm all right, for yeah. that. But, I mean, it seemed like this year we saw Jeff Gluck go, oh, they're finally racing. And it was right after Green Flag Pit Stops. And what does Fox do? Cuts the commercial. Mm-hmm. Dude, Gluck's, Gluck's Twitter replies. Every post was just people bitching about yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> Every and, he'd post something just completely like you know, uh, I don't know, the sky is blue. These goddamn commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and another That's thing I pointed point. out to the guys here was so the graphic shows 2001, 2010, 2023, and it kind of looks like it got better, right? Well, here's the viewership for those: 2001, 17.1 million; 2010, 13 million; 2023, 8.9 million. Losing viewership, so you're not doing something right. Make the races better, and mm-hmm. honestly, maybe it's just kind of like an NFL where people don't want to listen to Joe Buck. We're getting tired of Clint Boyer. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times race, half drunk, just blabbering, saying things wrong. Just I don't know. It just gets old. When I and I saw something too. I. I don't remember this, but apparently Fox and NBC switched who had the 500, kind of like the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I wonder, do you go back to that? I wonder if NBC. Absolutely, you do. If yeah. I, I, I agree, I would love to see NBC do a 500. Like, and I don't know what broadcast you'd have to trade to make it fair, but like, do it, make it happen. I would love to see NBC. Maybe that happens. They have that new TV deal coming up soon, so 
we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, what was it during the duels? He's Clint Boyer's over there talking about how Ty Gibbs is Eric Jones's new teammate. And it's just like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> well, and then, I, I mean, the thing that got me the most, uh, I think someone in here pointed out, but or I can't remember, but I remember, you know, the, the replay audio is off for a lot of these in car cameras where, you know, it, they're, going into a wreck but the audio's lag so it sounds like there's their engine's still at you know full force going into that wreck but like you know you watch it a couple times you, you know it's going on you watch it once you know that it's an air you know that you know because the car hits something and the revs stay at nine thousand. it's like no that's even if he was full throttle the revs would drop right because he's slowing down and you see like you know this has happened five six seven eight nine times at this point and then it shows like briscoe's in car camera going into a wreck and it happens again and clint goes Man, he never lifted, did he? It's like, Clint, like, are you stupid? Like, you you drove these cars. You know, if you hit something, your revs are going to drop. Like, even if he was full throttle, it's just like, either he's just not paying attention, or he's drunk, or just an idiot. I don't know what it is, but I mean, he he he's. I, I liked him to start just because I mean, I still like him to some degree because he does have that personality and kind of lightheartedness a little bit, but you know, Fox could deal with a little less lightheartedness and someone who could, you know, add that personality without just making a joke out of everything he says, you know? We need him in bits. He needs to replace Michael Waltrip. I'm ready for Michael mm. Waltrip to, to go the way of DW. You know, <laughs> get get Clint in a role like Michael where he's just there, like, you know, at the beginning of the broadcast, maybe at the end, or, you know, they, they cut to him a couple times or whatever, something like that. Like, we, we just need a little bit of Clint. Like I, I think we, I forget what it was. I guess it was COVID when they were doing the, the eye racing things. That's when all this conversation about having Clint on the broadcast started. And, you know, we we all got bits of Clint. We're like, oh, he's he's great, but like it's just, it's getting to be too much. And it's, it's like you know, just kind of going off what you're saying there, Drake. Like, Fox is silly enough. They they have a reputation of of being silly. It's like yeah, we don't we don't need that in the booth. Right. I mean, the yeah. dream team to me will always be DW in his prime. Mike Joy mm-hmm. and Larry Mack. That was that was the best. And, and you know we do have Kevin Harvick coming, I guess, next year. So maybe Harvick will be able to 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 taper Clint down a little. But it, oh, it please, it, it does <laughs> get a little much. I also was watching the Auto Club race from last year, and God, I forgot how good Matt Kenseth was because he was he was the guest person. Oh, for, uh, that's right, he did awesome. Club. Yeah, he was yeah. great. Uh, I love Matt. He's just got dry humor, and it's so funny. Especially him yeah. interacting with with Clint was pretty funny too. I could do without the uh, pit road Michael Waltrip. It's, I don't know. They're trying to make him, you know, cool for the younger viewers, and it doesn't work. It's so cringy. It just, it's awful. I can't stand it. I think another thing. I'm sure he's a great, I I shouldn't say that. I'm sure he's a great person. I can't stand (laughs) Fox broadcast Michael Waltrip. Yeah. Well, I was going to say also, um, I guess it's kind of Fox related, and I believe this is the TV's fault in general, but we don't have victory lane celebrate like interviews and whatnot anymore either. It's just so weird. I don't know. I don't know the first choice that is because they both do it. NBC and Fox. I, I think it, I can't remember if it was TV or NASCAR who like said, do that, but like victory lane celebration, like the legendary when Dale won the Pepsi 400, when he won the day 2500, those interviews were amazing, but it was in victory lane. And he's with his team. And, you know, it's instead of just all, being awkward and on the front stretch. I don't know. Was that on somebody's podcast this week? I feel like I heard that in somebody's podcast. 
I, I have not listened yeah, to our podcast. podcast this week, but it was literally everyone. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's ours. yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> only place you get hard hitting for... takes like this, yeah. guys. Give yes. me pit, pit our victory lane back, please. Absolutely. Like, yeah, the, really. Just the feel of seeing, you know, the emotions of the driver get out with his team, his crew, or not his family. Crew, but his family, yeah. Yeah. Just everybody around. It had a different feel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that too. You know, I don't like I don't like the fans having a role in the celebration. You know, to me, I don't care if they like the driver, if they don't like the driver, they want to cheer him or boo him or say, you know, let's go Brandon in the background. Like, <laughs> you know, just go back to that. Like poor Brandon Jones, that that kind of ruined his career, <laughs> whatever his career was going to be. That 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 really hindered him. So like, I don't like the fans being involved because let's be honest, we're all idiots. Every single fan, <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. we're all stupid, and it's Send just. Me. Yeah, all my <laughs> things are right. Absolutely, everybody else is wrong. Mine are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I like the team aspect because we get told that NASCAR is a team sport, and it is. And that was one of the moments when you could get all the pit guys and the crew chief and everybody there in on it, and like you saw them all celebrate. It was just a cool moment. I'd like that back. Yeah, I agree. So another one of my gripes, and this will be my last one for Daytona, but during qualifying. The splits, they're showing, you know, whoever's qualifying versus second place or sixth place or 13th place. None of those matter to me. Either show first, show 10th because you have your second qualifying round and the top 10 make it in. And maybe show, you know, if they're racing to be in the Daytona 500, show that. But I don't care about second, sixth, 13th. They were all shown. There's no reason. First place, top 10. And if you're qualifying in, that's it. Dude, give me back. It's, I saw somebody on Twitter post this, and I completely forgot about it. Give me back that scale on the bottom where yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. would move and, you know, that slider that would show where they're at. Like, that was awesome. Give me that, that back. I agree. Agreed. Anybody else got any Daytona gripes? Nah. Thought the race mm-hmm. was overall pretty good. Obviously, so, you got your boring, like, run around the field moments, but overall, thought I, it was good. Good ending. So, you know. I did just want to say. JRM blew it in the Xfinity race. Oh yeah, there was sure. that. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the biggest fumble of all time. That was bad. Fumbled the bag <laughs> hard. Yeah, we Everyone had in- uh, Josh Berry to win, so watching that really hurt. Yeah. But good for Austin Hill. One surprise. Oh yeah, Austin Hill. That was that was great. Um, I do have one surprise topic to talk Ooh. about. Lay yeah. us just discussion. It's not just Daytona, but I think Daytona brought it up. Uh, I've been seeing some clamorings on Twitter about people talking about um, getting rid of overtime. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Some people mm. argue it's it's safety and it kind of ruins plate racing in some ways. The people have different gripes about it. Some people are for or against. I'm just curious what your guys' opinions are. I My initial reaction just from hearing that information is no, because even when there's overtime, like at like the you know the three major races this weekend when there was or you know when they ended under caution after the white flag just feels like a buzzkill you know mm-hmm. and with overtime and the, you know if they make it past the white flag and wreck and they need yeah. their, their caution so increasing the chances of that greatly by having the race just be able to end under caution at any point you know or not, you know, not any point you know what i mean but like say it's like you know, five laps to go and there's a bad wreck and it's taken a while to clean it up, then 
they just end the race under caution. Like that's just that's just a buzzkill to me. That's my initial reaction. What if does your opinion change at all if you say caution laps don't count with fifty to go? I mean, then you're keeping the same issue of the safety. You know, then you just have a short run to the green flag. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it, it might change a little bit, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you know you're gonna have those scenarios anyway. Obviously, you have them more with, um, you know, the the overtime rules of the short runs to the green, you know, to the yeah. white flag to the checkered flag. But I mean, I don't know. It just feels like I, I do tend a, to agree with that because I forget what year it was it was recently an indy 500 ended under yellow but they or ended under yellow but they could have like red flag they could have red flagged it to save the laps and you know ended under green i i just in i think they tried that with the all-star race last year where it had to end under green um but i i don't mind over time i don't like i get it sometimes i mean sometimes you're gonna have a billion wrecks in a three overtimes and sometimes you're not and ending under yellow does suck but like obviously in the xfinity race sam Mayer flipped so you of course you have to throw the yellow um i think, no I think that might that. be why people are really yeah. discussing it right now and of course in the cup race you know larson had a hard hit i'm sure a few other guys had hard hits too so you have to you know throw the caution to get the medics out there but i i'm fine with it as is i don't know I think as soon as you take it away, people are going to be wanting it back. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. People obviously don't remember what it was like back in the day when you didn't have it. You'd always, you'd get some of the races and you'd just be like, oh, okay, it's over. Like, yeah. you you almost had a great battle for the lead and it's just over. And yeah. the only thing that I think would make it acceptable is bringing racing back to the yellow flag, but you can't do that either because that is a yeah. safety hazard. Yeah, so it is. I think what we have right now is it's perfectly fine. Honestly, at tracks like Daytona, maybe make it instead of the white flag, but halfway down the back stretch. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shouldn't they, you'd think they'd be able to, and they did that before. Wasn't it like a visual cue type thing? Like they would actually, they'd try to like find. Oh yeah. Something. They had that weird. Oh, uh, why wouldn't they just put like, a, like yeah. a timing line in? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't, yeah, I know what you're talking but about. But it came up a couple times where they like had to like visually there was like markings on the wall and they were like using cameras like guys, we got put a timeline <laughs> in the track. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if they cross it, then you know that they've done it. You know, and then that could be your alternative finish line. That would also give you your finishing order. So you wouldn't have to rely on video for your finishing order. Um I'm I'm pretty indifferent on the whole thing. I could kinda go either way on it. I was just curious what you guys' opinions were. I've been seeing people talk about it. You know, I could I can see it from both angles, you know, a race ending, you know, caution comes out five to go and they're cleaning up a wreck and you just know it's going to finish under caution. That does seem pretty deflating and pretty buzzkilly. Um, and then at the same time, green, white checkers, at least on super speedways can be kind of meh. Like they're kind of, it seems like people can't get a run and nothing really exciting happens or everybody just crashes. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent. I, I don't, I don't really care either way, to be honest. Well, since we are talking about cautions, I, I'd like to point out that I'd like a little more consistency from NASCAR. It just, we have a single car spin out of the racing line on Sunday, and that yellow flag came out instant. NASCAR wanted that yeah. green-white checkered. Yeah, but sure did. That's, that's why I don't like green-white checkers, is when you feel like they're manipulated into, and, and you're mm-hmm. right, the, the 
questionable caution. I mean, God, we'll all remember that all-star race last year, right? Was it Stenhouse, I think, that just... Didn't even spin. Just yeah. touched the wall. Caution! <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the whole window net thing. <laughs> like, oh my I God. Mean, what, if what they were consistent... Oh, the, yeah, I forgot about the window net thing with... Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, blame me, yeah. Touches mm-hmm. the same thing if chasing the lead and someone touches the wall with five uh-huh. to go, let's throw the caution and uh-huh. let it run for five laps. And an official or like the tracks is raining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they've been inconsistent with the rain that cost Chase at the Daytona Road Course a couple years ago. We won't talk about that. Um, I thought, why did why couldn't he get up there and win that race? Yeah. I thought he was the I thought he was road racing Chase. Let's not it forget the time they Bush. didn't throw the caution for Chase's bumper, which screwed William Byron out of a win. They sure we'll talk about that. I guess that's how this would uh that moment that moment led to uh to Chase Elliott getting a championship. Yeah. Weird how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. What about when Chase Elliott gets wrecked by his teammate and then purposely brings out a caution in the last couple of laps? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I I mean, yeah, he did get, he did get wrecked by last year. Yeah, definitely did get wrecked by his teammate. It, it's really weird. Hmm. Them white gloves, they tell a lot of stories, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the consistency. I mean, we would have had a different winner in the Xfinity race if they would have thrown it instantly when the wreck happened. Justin Allgaier would be the winner, not Austin Hill. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw a caution fast, do it all the time. I think yeah. single car spin shouldn't be a caution. Yeah, wait, like, wait, wait, make sure, like, like with Suarez, just wait. If they waited 10 seconds, he would have been fine. He was. Well, off, he did go in the grass. Get seconds. Stuck, he? Yeah, he did. But they were still too early on the call. Like it ultimately. Yes. Oh ended yeah, up they were. Being, yeah, for sure. Needing to be a caution, but like the way they called it right away, like no, give him a chance. Okay, he's yeah. stuck. Yes, we need a caution. Yeah. Uh, well, about, on the Honda Club. Yeah, well, speaking of hold Fontana. on, hold on, hold on. One well, more thing I want to say. Okay. Arca, Greg Van Alst, love it. I'd love to see the underdog win there. Yeah, and, and that's a true underdog. I mean, oh, yeah. it's amazing. Good for him. How about Auto Club, guys? How about it? I want to see the Arca rating numbers. That's what I want to see. We're talking Daytona. Who watches Arca? Four people? <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> it was good this year. I enjoyed this year. Oh, I, I'm happy for you. I just can't got, be bothered. We got Frankie Munoz, too, you know. Up in there. So. Frankie Muse was a cool story. Arca yeah. got uh, 846,000 viewers wow. this week. Oof. Truck got 145 more than I thought they were going to get. So. I know. Yeah. Truck got 1 mil. Xfinity got just under 1.5. And we know uh, Cup was 8. a little 9. under 9 mil. Yeah. So we're starting off Auto Club with the Xfinity race on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of bushwhacking guys. You got Reddick, Dylan, Chastain. Maybe Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at the weather report. That's gonna be that's gonna be on Sunday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, was it like 80, 90 percent uh, rain? Ninety nine percent rain, great. rainfall Ooh. over an over an inch all day. So that is that is gonna be a Sunday double header with no practice. So we were begging for practice. We're not gonna get it this weekend, it looks like. But obviously for weather, you can't really do anything about that. So Nope. Oh man. Get another built in TV timeout though. With a little comp yeah. caution. That's true. <laughs> comp yeah. cautions are back, baby. That's gonna um, make some awesome DFS plays if uh both the Xfinity and the Cup don't qualify. Yeah, we'll do owners points. Old Ricky will be on the pole. 
Well, they have some goofy, have... I thought they had like some goofy algorithm that they did. It wasn't. Is it I don't just think... service points? I think that was just for COVID, wasn't it? Or are they still doing yeah. that? That was just COVID. Oh, all right. I thought that was just like standard procedure if they didn't qualify. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have Reddick starting 39th, Elliot 38th, Eric Jones yeah. 37th, Briscoe 35th, Byron 34th. Like, wow. Yeah, that's going to be... That's the DFS lineup right there. And people will ask Bob a hundred times how that all is going to work. I will say I'm pretty excited for this race, though. I'll put it on a great last year. Heck yeah. I, uh, High hopes for it this year. Um, if it's as good as last year, we'd be pretty pissed if they still reconfigure. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, hopefully they keep this layout. I don't know. This car just does better on the one and a half and bigger tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, breaking news. So Bob did tweet. So if uh, Saturday rains out, um, lineups will be set by metric. 25% driver finish. 25% owner finish. 35% uh, current owner points and 15% fastest lap. Um, <laughs> so Bell, Christopher Bell would be on the pole for cup. Um, oh, weird. Cause I was told that he's not a very good driver. And then Xfinity will be primarily based on owner points from last year. Xfinity race will be after cup race on Sunday. If it gets rained out. So there you go from Bob Hawkers himself. Is <laughs> that reliable though? You know, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we love Bob. We love Bob. So if they do stick with the two-mile configuration, I hope they do. Do they change anything, or are they just going to do a repave? I mean, I hope it, what I would like, I would like them to do nothing. And then run the, the old track, asphalt? Yep, then once the track gets to a point where it needs repaved, then you reconfigure. Yeah. Because if they repave it, it's just going to suck for years. And, you know, we do want more short tracks and it is kind of tough. Um, Cause NAS- NASCAR tries to like react to the moment, but then, you know, you make these long-term commitments and the car changes and things change. You know, who would have said in, in 2020, who would have said that uh, 1.5s and, and two milers were going to be your best race all year. Yeah. That is yeah. crazy talk. So it's like it's hard to say that with this car performing so well, but I just feel like short tracks are always good, and getting the package right for a short track shouldn't be too difficult. Like it's not an impossible engineering challenge. I feel like they can figure it out. Yeah. And short tracks, when you have a good car, always put on a good show. And now that we lost Bristol because they cover it in dirt once. Yeah, so um, silly. I hope this is last year for that. Well, here, here's a question. I mean, just as far as like you know, variety goes, and multi, you know, how many in variety? Do we have any other tracks like Auto like Auto Club's what like a two mile yeah, intermediate speedway? Yeah, Michigan. Michigan and Auto Club, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like, you know, got a handful of short tracks, a handful of intermediates, couple supers, you know. So it's like, yeah, we could get rid of a two miler for a short track. short track, but then we're down to like one of that track style yeah. on the calendar, which I'm not saying is a bad thing but like to zach's points like we know we're crucifying auto club because the last gen ran horrible on it like boring product and we were all begging for more short tracks and now we're swinging towards more short tracks and you know who knows maybe the next gen's going to suck on two milers we can kind of cross that bridge in however many years but yeah i'm just like you know i i would like to see auto club stick around obviously mainly because this car does so well 
on, mm-hmm. you know, from what we've seen, does so well on that kind of track. But also, you know, just because it keeps that variety in the schedule of different kinds of tracks. But that's just kind of my yeah. obviously correct, as always, opinion on it. Build a short track in the infield. Job done. Mm, there boom. you go. And I don't, Two I mean, I don't want to get too far away from like Fontana race, but you know, mm. you talking about that is like maybe we get to a point where you rotate. All right, next year is Michigan, and let's say they keep Fontana as is, then you just rotate every other year. That's a two mile track, and then so we can get in another short track, right? Because they're trying to get Nashville mm. fairgrounds back. You know, they're putting money back into the Rock. You know, North Wilkes is back, so you're getting all these short tracks back into the game. So maybe you start rotating some um tracks in and out you can definitely do that with the road courses because we have 500 really good road courses to run so yeah i I don't think you need to start rotating ovals like that i would go with i'd start cutting road courses if anything yeah i think yeah street course that's that's gonna be great um i would i would start going after the road courses i don't i think we have have seven like seven now six or seven do we really have seven i thought it was six yeah, yeah, I think six. it's six. You're right. You're right. I I like the idea. I thought three was a good number. I felt like when they hit three, I felt like that was a good, yeah, a good number. And I would like to see them rotate it. You know, do, do we always have to go to Watkins and Sonoma and yeah, the Roval? Like, I, mean, well, it, I guess Charlotte wants to have two dates, so we gotta go to the Roval. But do well, we always it, have to go to Watkins and Sonoma? A big thing oh, with man. the Roval was that they made the Roval when the 1.5 racing sucked butt. So mm-hmm. they did that to save their second date. That's true. So I I yeah. think. I you know we're talking about how good Auto Club was. I'm pretty sure the Coke 600 was really really it was good. good. Yeah. It was so good last year. Yeah, very good. It was. Best 600 in a while. Yeah, I agree. Like, that was really good. So it's like, do we do we go back to the oval? But then to Drake's point, like, are we reacting too fast? You know, yeah. we, are, like, it's so it like, and that's where I don't think like NASCAR gets too much shit. I give them too much shit on on the we stuff I talk about. Like, <laughs> it's it's hard to be flexible and make the right call every time. Like, and, and some of the calls that they're making are long-term decisions, like a reconfig of auto club. That is a, you can't go back kind of decision. Um, and now that I think about it more, you can't really cut the Glen out because the Glen sells out every year. So but see, yeah, I was like, just thinking about this. They're talking about a New York street course. Are they going to cut the Glen out? Ooh, they would be stupid. That'd be really that. dumb. That's my That'd favorite be- road course on the schedule. Then again, a lot of people like to go then again, they cut out. Didn't they cut out Road America and Road America yeah. freaking sold yeah, out sold too? Out. Both yeah, years, I went so. to. I, I personally went to Road America the last couple of years, and the atmosphere was fantastic. Like I've never been to a NASCAR race like that, and I've been to over twenty. It's it was amazing, and it was sold out with over a hundred thousand people every year. What race oh. is getting a hundred thousand people now? Ah, uh, but we're gonna go to Chicago and race on the streets and have the Tuscan Raiders shoot at us, and <laughs> it's gonna. Well, be they're gonna have a couple of concerts, right? So that makes it better. Yeah, yeah. the racing. I, everyone, it's gonna uh, be so bad there. I everyone's always, you know, obviously this is far from Auto Club topic here, but just on that topic, I I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, a street a street course and cup cars, I think, sounds pretty cool. Like, you know, obviously don't like it taken away from Road America, but I'm willing to give it a shot and see, you know. Give me what Long it's Beach. like before we, you know, everyone's already crucifying it. I'd rather wait to see what it's like before. I, I've got my opinion formed and I will not be wrong. That's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, you're entitled to that, even though you're an idiot because you're disagreeing with me. So absolutely. I just feel like what's going to happen on street, like street courses. 
I don't know. They can be kind of tough because they're like single lane. Nobody can get by. So then you put yeah. a big heavy stock car on that. I don't know, man. I don't know how it's going to work. Well, it kind of goes to why the, you know, I guess the only reason Monaco is exciting is because it's so hard to drive and there's, they have to be perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you make one mistake, boom, you're in the wall. There's no room for air. So it's, it's F1. Yeah. God, let's let's not (laughs) get into that. But, um, you know, like that's, you know, the, the only reason Monaco is exciting. So, you know, you know, there may not be as much passing, but got, you know, in these cars versus a formula one car right you're able to force a pass you know like stick your nose where it don't belong push the guy out of the way That's into true. the wall probably um because you know if, if you get a guy pushing out wide he's going to be in the wall um so you know i think that you know i've kind of formed that opinion as i was talking but like i i think that that is one thing that gives it a lot of an up to a formula one street course is you're going to have guys who are going to get frustrated behind the car in front and then force that pass. Um, so I don't know. I I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm not on this bandwagon that everyone on Twitter seems to be on of it's the worst decision NASCAR's ever made, but, um, you know, no, they I, made some pretty awful decisions. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. Top three people are saying it's top three. <laughs> um, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. I just don't get taking away from a track that has a lot of fans showing up. Right. And then giving it to a road course or to a street circuit in Chicago where mm-hmm. a lot of fans won't be able to attend. You're not going to get 100,000 fans around that track. Right. And I guess my only counter to what, what you said, Drake, like everything you described about how the, the Chicago street course could be is just, you know, short track stuff. Bumping, mm. pushing the guy in the wall, shoving him, which I don't know. I guess we don't have enough facilities to go to right now that are cup ready. So I guess there's that. But then are they actually talking about taking cup back to the rock and stuff? Like, is that an actual discussion no, or are they would, just putting in money in the track? The state just gave them a few million dollars to start like renovating it. So I don't know what that means for cup, but we obviously know North Wilkes will be cup ready for the all-star race. So that could be put back into the rotation. Yeah, I, I'm excited for North Wilkesboro, and I think it will open up, you know, the opportunity for tracks like The Rock and that to maybe get another appearance. Love that. Bring yeah. the market back to North Carolina. 90% of races here again, please. That's the other problem. You talk about all doing all this stuff, but then, you know, we want to diversify. Now we're just putting races back in North Carolina. <laughs> so I see no we're issue talking. We're talking about Fontana probably going off the schedule, and we're talking about road courses. And there happened to be a tweet this week of Sonoma. And it looked beautiful. Green oh, grass yeah. everywhere. And everyone's like, well, why don't we race there now? Now. Well, it's also 40 degrees snowing yeah. mm-hmm. and all there, that there. But what if we were to maybe move Vegas up to this week? Maybe Phoenix after that. And then we do Sonoma. Get in, you know, mid March. No snowman. It's they've had like record snow in the area. They get snow in Sonoma. There, uh, let me look it up. But yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just move it back a couple of weeks for the actual California date. I don't know. They have a freeze warning right now. Who cares? It's what's a freeze warning in California? Sixty degrees. (laughs) 
44 in rating the next, well, till Monday. It's actually Tuesday. Oh, So, but I don't know. That's my idea, throwing it out there. I'd love to see a Green Sonoma race. Absolutely. It's been a I long mean, well, time. Well, and they're talking about, I'd, maybe you said this, and I just wasn't paying attention enough, but like, most likely. Getting rid of auto, <laughs> were you saying about the Auto Club, filling it for Auto Club? Because like, they're talking about getting rid of Auto Club and how it might not have a date for next year. Like, we won't have a California date next year. They said there is not going to be an auto club next year. Yeah, so why don't you put Sonoma Race in the auto club slot? And you kind of have... Well, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah. Well, and if you want to avoid the cold, just do Phoenix and Vegas first, and then do Sonoma last in the West Coast. Or just maybe get some on Suck It Up, California. That's literally what I said. (laughs) 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 Yeah, thanks, guys. Cut that whole part out. (laughs) Edit. Oh man. Uh whoops. It's like the guy that doesn't do his homework just copies off everybody. <laughs> uh. I guess we'll move on to betting. We we kinda got our idea here. I'm liking Austin Dillon for the Xfinity race of plus fifteen hundred. I think, you know, if he's driving the colleague car, I think he's got a shot. I I yeah, Dillon seems uh pretty good. Reddick will be in there. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, he won't be in a top tier car, but he's always, always a threat in whatever car he's in. I think he's in the Sam Hunt car this week. That's not half bad. No, I think he did okay in one race in there last year. I think it was him. Somebody was in it and they did okay. And then you got uh, Chastain in the, uh, it's like the 91 car. I can't even remember what team that is. I don't expect much from that. Trackhouse Junior. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a track house car, I think. Well, how about cup bets, Drake? You know, now that you mention it, I got a pretty good one here. Uh, I think old Daniel Suarez plus four thousand. Um, I mean, came in what like fourth last year? Is that right? Um, was running really good that whole race too. Um, I think we mentioned before that he. Really should have won that race. Just made a bad move there on the last couple laps that brought him back a couple spots. But I mean, I I think obviously I know, you know, just because he did well last year doesn't necessarily mean he's going to do well this year. But at plus four thousand, you know, you gotta gotta think maybe that's a a good look. Yeah, yeah. I think he would have had last year, but he decided to take the low line in three and four for some reason, and it just allowed Larson and Dylan to get around him. Yeah. But yeah, I like that pick at plus four thousand. Uh, would you maybe possibly take like a top five at plus six fifty? Play it yeah. a little safer. Yeah, that seems fine. Maybe low low wage bets on both of those. You know. Yeah, kind of like Eric Jones, the same plus four hundred for a top five. Uh, he was same way. He was up front all race last year. He was actually probably the most consistent up front. Uh, mm-hmm. You had guys like. Christopher Bell, there you go, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Reddick and uh, William Byron. They were all up front, but they all had issues, wrecked out, stuff like that. So, you know, top five, I don't, I kind of like the odds, but the one I like the most right now is William Byron. He's sitting at plus 1800 to win. That just, that's crazy mm-hmm. to me. He's fast at tracks like these. He was yeah. up there last year until uh, Reddit cut a tire and 
he got loose underneath Reddick and took them both out. Yeah. But uh, uh, plus 1,800. I don't know. Seems like money in the bank. Yeah, and I, I would say, and um, I was just looking at the odds, I mean, Bowman at plus 2,000. I mean, the dude two years ago totally dominated this race. So um, I forget what really happened to him last year, but just based, based off that race a couple years ago, I'd place a little bit of money on that one. Yeah, and then uh, Tyler Reddick at plus 1,200. He dominated last year, just flat out dominated. And you sure but... did. The tire problems ended up yep. rearing up, and you know it took him out sadly. But my long shot is Noah Gregson, top five plus one thousand, and if you uh, want to get a little frisky with it, plus eight thousand to win. You know, you mentioning long term bets. I know we did our bold takes last week. I think, but I have one I want to add to my list. I think Corla Joy gets a win this year. I like it. I yeah, mean, he, we have basically six super speedway races, so. Right. I mean, he did so well. He should have won Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I say should. He didn't because Chase didn't let him. Huh? Shirk for winning the race himself instead of allowing Corey to, to skate by and win it. Um, But I mean, like, you know, I, I, I legitimately think he has a good shot. Getting one this year, I would love to see him get one. Love Corey Joy, um, but would be pretty cool, I think, to see him actually bring one home. So that's just want to throw that in there. Had that thought, wanted to make sure I was, you know, putting that on the record. But that's my bold take for the year. Taking some bold winners here. You got McDowell to win, and now you got the Joy to win. That I do. You know, gotta gotta support the the underdogs, my boys. You know, fingers crossed. Okay, so sticking with betting, got some head-to-heads that I kind of want to take a look at. First one, Bubba Wallace versus Daniel Suarez. Who are you taking? Suarez. Everybody else, Suarez? Zach, yeah. Greg? Suarez. I-, I said Bubba. You said Bubba. Yeah, Zach yep. said Bubba. I think I'd take Suarez plus 100 right now, even money. Why not? He did really well last year. I think he was top. I mean, they talked about him a lot. He was top five, I think, near the end. Hamlin versus Chase Elliott. Chase. No way. (laughs) (laughs) What? I know. That's wild. No way. Can't go against my guy Chase. Hamlin, just to spite Joe. Yep, Hamlin. (laughs) I'd I'd go Hamlin also. I can't pick Chase with Joe in here. I don't care who you put him on. <laughs> okay, who's Cody up Ware. against? Cody Ware, Chase Elliott, Cody Ware. I'm not picking Chase. I mean, Elliott. if you would have picked Ricky Stenhouse over Chase Elliott last week, if yeah, that was a head to head, that would have worked. That would have worked. If you would have picked it last year at Fontana. It would have worked also. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead, keep going. Okay, <laughs> Kyle Busch or Christopher Bell. Golly. I like I Kyle on the Chevy speed. I'm Kyle. Yeah, Team Kyle. I love Zach is just like mad right now because he knows it's going <laughs> to lose the conversation we were having for the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not losing nothing, Christopher Bell. Okay. I think I'm going to stick with Kyle Busch. I think, I think he's got it. Uh, Austin Dillon, Dillon finished second last year. And yeah, I did. I forget. Kyle Busch has the highest 
well, I should say the lowest average finish of all active drivers, right next to Eric Jones. And I saved this one for last. Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson. Ooh. Better be Ty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Ty for sure. Ty. I'm going Gregson. Ooh. Noah didn't do any, or not Noah. uh, (laughs) Ty Gibbs didn't do anything for me last year. I just didn't see anything from him. He he just won the Xfinity Series. But yeah, I didn't see anything from him. Well, I'm saying as far as he's, he's the up there with Chris Rebell and the... not doing anything, they, they just didn't do anything at all. You know, Chris Rebell makes it to the final four. He, he, he didn't do anything. He's a terrible driver. Two I didn't wins. do anything in the cup car is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So we've got a segment that uh, we're going to be doing every week. Kill counter. Kill count where we go over. The drivers that have wrecked people, basically. So, obviously, Daytona, we're going to have higher numbers. Who do you guys think had the most last week? Crap, I know the answer to this, because we this is the second <laughs> time we've done this. I can't yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, Perfect. I'm going to go by Kevin Harvick, just because he wrecked Reddick, and that took out a lot of people, including Chase. Well, it is actually William Byron with 11. Ooh. But SHR has a total of 19 cars wrecked. So between Almirola with 10 and Harvick with 9. And then Truex has one. So yeah, Truex is one with Bubba. McDowell has five. Picks for the week. Who got last? Or yeah. Who got last? Zach. 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 I did. Yes. So I mean, are we, are we locked? So for those that don't know, this is our second time recording the podcast. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so, somebody messed up. Uh, we had an issue. It was me. So we. We did our picks already. Are we sticking with them, or are we going I'm still just doing reset? So, so, sum up last week. Joe won with, uh, who do you have? He had Ricky. So Ricky. He had Ricky. Yep. Yep, he, Big he time one. Up there. Um, Andrew was second with Gregson, who finished 24th. Drake was third with McDowell, who finished 28th. And I was last with old JJ, who finished 31st. How bad are we? We have one guy that picks first, and the next one's 24. Listen, we got the top and the back. Hey, Skildiff, Skildiff. Joe winning just speaks to the randomness of Daytona. Okay, that's enough. Hey, the underdog got the win in this, too. (laughs) Uh, The only person Ricky. Who's your pick? Uh, my, My pick when we did this the first time was Ryan Blaney, and I will stick with Ryan Blaney. Next week, Drake. Uh, I'm sticking with my pick, Suarez. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, ran well last year. Hoping he runs well this year. Then Andrew. Oh man, I I want to stick with mine. I feel like I should change it. (laughs) Nope, too late. Okay, fine. I'm gonna stick with. I'm going Ryan Priest. All right. All right, Joseph. I'm sticking with MTJ. All right, so there we go. Locked in. So we'll see how this week goes. I'm really I'm really interested to see how them Fords do. Because they're fast at... That's why I'm picking Blaney. They're fast at Daytona. So you got to think they're going to be fast at, at Auto. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Chevy dominated last year. Yeah, but we all got new noses. And Toyota had sand problems. What a weird so. thing to happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so it'll, this is where it's going to get interesting. We're going to see... Because everybody's got new nose, right? It's all three of them. 
because I guess Toyota was surprisingly the worst, and NASCAR let them redo it, and then they let everybody else redo it or something like that. Yeah, they let Toyota do it, and then since Toyota was doing it, they let everybody. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. See who got it right and see who got it wrong, I guess. It'll be the first test. Anybody got anything else? Now we're going to wrap this up. I am all out of takes for the night. I think that's it. Yep. Okay. I want to thank... I want to thank everybody for listening. We are now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So make sure to follow us there. Listen every week, hopefully Tuesdays if I don't screw up again. And <laughs> thanks for listening. Well, Wednesdays, Wednesdays. We record on Tuesdays. Yeah, give you some time. Tuesday though. nights, Wednesday mornings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, all those things. Rate cool. us. Follow us. We we got a Twitter too. We got a Twitter. What is it? Uh, at the GWC Pod. Yeah, that. Yeah. At the GWC Pod. Make sure to or, follow us there. Yeah, or we all have our own privates. I'm at Picks by Fitz. At Shake and Drake underscore TTV. Oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> uh, at Biggles TV. At J underscore Sully one zero. Thanks again for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. Love you.